This team truly is something else. Just when you think they're out, they pull you right back in, make it four in a row for your Pittsburgh Penguins, a 5-4 to four win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Start off the show, I'm going to tell you what exactly that Drew Connor goal looked like from years past in a former Penguin game. And we're going to get into Jason Zucker's heroics, plus how that third line performed with Mikhail Granlund on it. All that plus so much more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to a very late Thursday edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Ellen Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Penguins 5, Lightning 4. They sweep the season series against the Lightning. They've now won five of their last six against the Lightning. It is hilarious. They can go 3-0 against this team, one of the best in the league. They, but they can also go a combined 0-7 total against the Islanders and the Hurricanes. Hockey is silly. <laughs> That's just my best explanation for it at this point. But what a win for this hockey team. Just one week after their most embarrassing effort of the season, they get blown out at home by the Oilers. Fire Hextall, fire Hextall. This team's done. They're not making the playoffs. Heck, you know, I was basically there at that point when I went on Chris Mack's show where I was like, I think they might be done. They pull you right back in. And now they're five points up on that last playoff spot in wildcard one right now, which means they would be playing the Carolina Hurricanes if the playoffs started tomorrow. This team, you know, everyone's out there down here. It ain't just me. It's fans, media members, people outside. But they're finding ways to win. And part of that tonight started with Drew O'Connor. He is here, folks. Drew O'Connor is here. And I think he is here to stay. His confidence level is through the roof right now. He is playing some the best hockey of his short NHL career. And oh, it's great. They, they need some infusion of youth in this lineup just because it's filled with a lot of older players. But man, has he been awesome as an addition to the fourth line. Remember, he wasn't even on the team to start the season. There's a bunch of other players playing over him. He was doing well in Wilkes-Barre, but he's finally getting his chance. He is looking like a, a full-time regular, and it needs to stay that way for the rest of the season. I don't know about Yins, but when you saw, if you saw that goal tonight, did it remind you of something from years past? <clears throat> Someone else on Penguin Twitter noticed it. She tweeted it out first. I wasn't going to tweet about it, but because I wanted to bring it up on my show. And did that goal not remind you of Jordan Stahl's goal in the Stanley Cup final against the Detroit Red Wings in 2009. The shorthanded goal, remember? Backhand, forehand, Brian Rafalski He went to the stick side of Chris Oska. This one was to the glove side of Andre Vasilevsky. But it was very similar. The way that both shielded the puck on their backhands, the way they used their body to move back the defender so that they couldn't make a play on the puck. And then they just... 
ripped a wicked wrister to score there. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I know you know Stalls one <clears throat> tied the game. This one gave the Penguins the lead, but a very similar goal to the one that Stalls scored. I can't believe it. 14 years ago. Can you believe that? 14 years. For reference, I was <laughs> I was 11 at the time. I'm 25 now. But just reminding me a lot. And you know, his celebration was awesome. The goal was great. He is playing some exquisite hockey right now. He did he he cannot come out of this lineup. You know, even if they make another trade tomorrow, we're gonna get to that a little later on the show. I'm gonna share, you know, part of what I've heard and part of other reports I've seen. We'll get into that. But even if they do make a move, he cannot come out of this lineup. He's playing too good of hockey right now. I understand it's a short sample size, but he has been awesome. And yeah, could have that could should have that should that have been the game winner tonight? Probably. But man, offensively, defensively, whatever role that Mike Sullivan is asking him to play, he is doing it and doing it at a very high level. Goals in two of his last three games, and ever since that call up. He has been very good. You know, it seems like he's only continuing to get better and better. Remember the first time he was here, Yins? Looked like an ECHL player. I don't know why my German Shepherd dog is barking downstairs, but you know what? We're just going to go with it. You know, she must have heard something. But, you know, I, I don't know what, what, what she's doing. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's – it's, well, I think we're going to have to pause just real quick here. Okay. We are back after that. I, I, I don't know what she was barking at, but you all got to hear my wonderful German Shepherd bark. But as I was saying, remember when first came up just a couple of years ago? No one really knew who he was, but it looked like he didn't even, even come close to belonging at the NHL level. Was sent back down almost right away. Since then, the development for his game has been unreal. And he deserves a, he deserves to be on this team right now. And, I, and for the rest of the season as well. Just a tremendous game from him. Um, he really helped the Penguins um, come through in this game. Obviously, Jason Zucker, what more can you say about him at this point? His The legend of him continues to grow. Two more goals tonight. One on a breakaway, the overtime winner, of course. He's on a 27-goal pace this season. You know, what else needs to be said about him? Playing up to the player that I think a lot of us expected him to be when he first came over just a few seasons ago. I just, I, I can't say enough about it. You know, they, those injuries really stunk for him because, you know, had he not been hurt, you know, I think he would have been putting up the numbers that he would, he is right now. Do I think he gets signed after the season? I'm leaning towards no, because I don't know if they can do a long-term extension with him because Tristan Jari is up. They got to pay Jake Gensel. Obviously, Mikhail, Mikhail Granlin makes $5 million for next season. I don't think they're going to give up on him, especially if Hextall is back next season. Man, I don't know. It's going to be a really tough call. Again, I'm leaning no, but let's not think about that right now. Let's focus on the hockey that he is playing. He has been everything this team has needed and more. Honestly, he has been, again, I keep saying this, he's been their most consistent winger this season. It has not even been close in my eyes. Um, two beautiful goals, one five on the breakaway. Also, shout out Marcus Pedersen on that pass. Beautiful little floater over everyone. Fine sucker, right, sucker stick right on the tape of it. Goes five hole, and then Pedersen again 
in overtime gets the puck to Zucker, who whips, who rips, excuse me, a wicked one-timer pass on to Vasilevsky. Those two were finding each other all night long. Um, tremendous performances from both. But I really wanted to start off the show just by focusing on those two, especially, you know, O'Connor, because man, he was something else in this game. And I really think they found someone here on the fourth line. That youth, it's working. I know people have wanted more youth in the lineup. That are Terry Pustinen, Alex Nylander. I don't know if they're going to see them for the rest of the season. You know, we'll have to see if they obviously make another trade tomorrow with that limited cap space. But I will say this. The youth that they do have in O'Connor, he's here. And he is here to stay. That's what I'm going to say on that. But that wraps up this first segment. Coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into how I feel this was probably the game of the year and why this game was so important in terms of their playoff positioning and plus how you know this been a wild few days for this team, why Mike Sullivan has been really shining these last few days. That's all coming up um, right after this commercial break. But before we get to that, we have to touch on FanDuel, which is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the app right now. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points, point scores and the restrain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. And when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at Illinois for Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, this game in general, <clears throat> is it just me or my, could this have been the, the win of the year for the Penguins? I think the only game that can definitely touch it or come close to is that game against the Avalanche where they were brutally outplayed, but they found a way to win. This one, though, a really strong effort through 60 minutes, especially after everything that happened yesterday. Teddy Bluger, someone who was pretty beloved in that locker room, goes out. Kyle Gramlin comes in. Brock McGinn was placed on waivers. This team's been through so much, and yet they look to be as close as ever. I mean, they know it's, you know, the business side of things. The dads are on the trip. It's going to be super freaking awkward when Brian Burke comes up to you. Hey, you're traded. Your dad's standing right there. And then all the other dads around you are like, holy crap, that really just happened? I mean, jeez. But true to this, you know, this team, they're sticking together. They're playing inspired hockey. That starts at the top. Sidney Crosby, that leadership group. You know, Sid, he's seen a lot of hockey, obviously, throughout his career. He's not going to let anyone slack off, especially during this time of year. You're fighting for a playoff spot. Starts with him, but it also starts with Mike Sullivan. This is probably, in the Mike Sullivan era, I would probably say this is the worst roster he's had. I, I, I think that would be fair to say, right? 2015, 16, 2016, 17, obviously stand out. 2017, 18, well, that was a pretty good team. A couple years after, I thought that, you know, I thought, you know, the 2019-20 team, the 2020-2021 team, honestly, even last year's team, those three teams blow the, this one out of the water, in my opinion. I, I think 
Maybe you could argue 2018-19 or 2017-18 is worse than this one, but I think, in my opinion, this is probably the worst team he's had in the era. And, you know, they're still playing this inspired hockey under him. That shows you something. I understand all head coaches in this league have shelf have shelf lives, but on any given day, he is a top three to top five head coach. You have seen that this week. But playing hard under him, they're playing 60, 60 full minutes, Penguins hockey, this is the reason why he is the head coach, or one of the main reasons. And, you know, just the performance they put up. Offensively, they were forechecking aggressively. You know, even they were defending fine. Outside of, you know, four minutes left in the third period, Hedman was able to tie it. But still, you know, this was just a great performance overall. And the numbers would back that up. You know, at five on five, very close. The Lightning had an edge in shot attempts. Small edge and scoring chances, but the Penguins had nine high danger chances for. They only allowed four high danger chances against in over 60 plus minutes. If you go to expected goals, 50-50 there. But in terms of actual goals for a five on five, 66%. If you go to all situations, um, <clears throat> about 50-50 in terms of shot attempts, almost 50-50 in scoring chances, same thing. Um, um, actually, no, excuse me. I was looking at 5v5 there by accident. Shot attempts, Penguins actually had a small edge in that. They were a little down in terms of scoring chances, but they had a dead edge in high danger, and they had an, an edge in expected goals, 51 to 48. They were hounding the lightning all game long, I thought. You know, this was a playoff-like atmosphere, playoff-like intensity, and, you know, they were playing it like it was game seven, the same like a final. And again, man, this is... This all falls on that leadership group, that head coach, and all the other players around them. Because again, you know, some of these players, you know, they know when teams don't have it. They do. That, you know, look at 2014-15. That team didn't have it. 20, even 2017-18, they won around, but they didn't have it that year. They were gassed. 2018-19, you knew they didn't have it that year. And sure, did they probably have it this year? Probably not. But look at what they've been doing this week. Braun began and gets placed on waivers on Tuesday. He goes out and plays his heart out. The rest of his team answers the bell, especially that leadership group. Teddy Bluger then gets traded the next day. McGinn gets sent to Wilkes-Barre. They trade for Mikhail Granlund. They go out and have this kind of performance against a team that's been to three straights in the Cup Finals. What more can you ask for? Team is playing some inspired hockey. I understand. I, I don't get this team either. But you cannot knack just the tenacity of this team, how good of a leadership group it is, and just how they are not quitting on this season. They're five points up now on the team that's on the ninth place team. They're one point up on the Islanders with still a few games in hand. They have an opportunity here to potentially avoid playing the Bruins in the playoffs. Right now, <clears throat> it looks like they're going to get in. We'll have to see what happens with these other teams. But, you know, just what a tremendous win for this hockey team. And, you know, it also helps that the teams around them keep losing. They're getting a lot of help. Sabres keep losing. The Red Wings keep losing. The Islanders, they have the games in hand. The Capitals, they won the other night, but there's still five points up on them. I know the Senators have creeped up a little bit, but, you know, <clears throat> the Penguins, you know, they're winning. A lot of the teams around them are losing. That's big. Think about that. So, really wanted to focus on that um, for this segment coming up with the final segment. How did Mikhail Granlin do in his debut? 
I'm going to answer that. Plus, will the Penguins make another move on Friday? I'm going to answer that for you all as well. But before we get into that, um, if you are hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. You can find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. One of the things I love about Indeed, you know, and it makes hiring just so freaking easy is that you can send your resumes into any employer that you want and they get back to you so quickly. They also have these assessments that are usually very good and that help you see if you are qualified for the job. Those are just two reasons why I really like Indeed. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job, all other job sites combined according to Talent Nest. This comes from 2019. Um, you can start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through March 31st. Again, that is Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. One more time, Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Amherst Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, Mikhail Granlin, obviously the big acquisition from, from Wednesday. You know, I've been around this community a long time. I will say this I don't think I've ever seen fans, media members, people outside the team that against a signing. Or signing a slash trade. Other than the Jack Johnson one, don't think I've ever seen any everyone against that. But hey, I think we all got to eat crow, at least for a night. I liked what I saw from him. I know he didn't score, and his finishing ability is not, you know, it's not good at this point in his career. But I liked a lot of what he did. He was very good on the penalty kill. Had a couple great clears towards the late stages of the second period when the Penguins were on that five on three kill. Thought he also made some slick passes that almost developed into some goals. Um, had a couple scoring chances around the net where he almost buried them. Thought he played very solid, good debut for the newcomer. And his line that he played on, Jeff Carter and Danton Heinen, they had a 75% expected goals rate. <laughs> Round of applause. He had Jeff Carter. Here, I'm gonna I'm, let's just take a pause here. One second. Hockey stat cards, which I love. Remember, data from, you know, Dom, natural stat trick. Mikhail Granlin was partly responsible for Jeff Carter having the highest average game score of anyone on the team. I'm not joking. I'm really not. Jeff Carter was reincarnated and brought back to life because Mikhail Granlin was on his line tonight. That is what I think I learned. His average game score tonight was almost three. It was 3.5. Let all penguins skaters. Usually he's minus 3.5. And it's just it's just crazy. Again, that third line tonight, 75% of the expected goals rate per money puck. If you use natural stat trick, it's kind of the same. But tonight, when they were on the ice, 60% of the shot attempts at 5v5, one goal for zero goal against. Um, also, no scoring chances against, no high danger chances against. Job well done, if you ask me. That line was, dare I say, good. 
dare I not? Good. Dare I say great? I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> it's just, you know, I know it's one game. They may not do that the rest of the season, but we're going to take those victories with this one. I thought it was a solid debut for the newcomer. He keeps playing like that. And he's going to make me, and I think a lot of, I think almost the entire fan base and almost all the media members eat a lot of crow. And people, you know, some people try to come dunk on me or other people. I don't mind being wrong. I have been wrong about a million things in hockey ever since I started covering this team, ever since I started watching this team. I will be wrong a million more times. It does not phase me in the slightest. I don't care. I, 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 I laugh at myself when I'm wrong. You know, I crapped on the Cody CC signing. Look what happened. I dumped on the Mike Matheson trade. Look what happened. You know, we'll have to see. He seems like a great kid, someone with a head on his shoulders. If anything, you know, I think everyone, we're all just upset with the general manager because they could have added someone else that, you know, fits the team better. But we'll have to see. It's a good start tonight. Like what he brought to the table. Hopefully he can keep that going. But, you know, again, he even had Jeff Carter out there as, you know, one of the best in terms of their average game score. Jeff Petrie, I thought this was probably one of the finest performances of the season, if not his best one. Um, third in average game score, gets the two goals. His eighth career multi-goal game. Awesome stuff from the veteran defenseman. Two goals in 25 seconds. I should add, he was a menace um, in this one. POJ, second in average game score. Thought he was defending hard. Had He was robbed by Andre Vasilevsky before uh, Hedman tied the game in the third period. That probably would have put the game away. In that situation, I think it was towards the end of the power play, if not after it expired. Um, but really liked his game in this one as well. Marcus Pedersen, you know, for people that say that, you know, he could be trade bait at the deadline, I've got some bad news for you. I'd be stunned if he got traded. And based on the way he played tonight, based on the way he's played this season, um, they better not ever think of trading him um, right now at least. Uh, he, this is the best season of his career, um, and he is playing his tail off, to say the least. Other miscellaneous thoughts, you know, Tristan Jari um, thought he was mostly fine. People are going to maybe harp on that fourth goal. If anything, Marcus Pedersen probably needs to get out of the way there. That's maybe the only bad play that he had in this game. If you're in that situation and Victor Hedman's coming in, you're either coming up or you're getting out of the way, right? Just get out of the way in that situation. There's just no need to back up so far that your goalie doesn't see the puck. Um, poor Chris Letang. Uh, <laughs> he had 24 stitches in his lip. Had a blood gushing from there. His hand, dude, has just been through the ringer this year. Dude needs a break. Um, thought he played fine overall, but man, you know, give the poor guy, cut the poor guy some slack at this point. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, I thought this was very sound performance from everyone in the Penguins. They'll try to do a full sweep on this road trip when they go to Florida. Uh, Florida. They go when they go down to Fort Lauderdale uh, slash Sunrise on Saturday to take on the Panthers. Um, which is, you know, a second home of the Penguins because they always take over that arena. Um, uh, now to end the show, trade deadline tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. What do I expect? I was told earlier today by someone close to the team that they're not expecting a move. Now, I also did see that Dan Kovacevic, and I'm sure he has his own sources, he was saying that they're after a third-line banger-type player. I don't know what that means, <laughs> Maybe it means someone who brings truculence, as Brian Burke likes to say, someone who can throw his body, be a little more physical. Okay, I'm all for that, but the player has to be able to actually, you know, skate, score, and defend. I don't need some Nick Delorier or Austin Watson type player coming in here who just throw hits and that's it. You know, those players don't score, they don't defend. 
I'm not interested in that kind of player. Now, if, if a player like that comes around where you can get him for cheap and maybe move some salary out, um, I'm all for it, though I'm not really sure who from the team right now is going to get moved other than maybe Brock McGinn from the minors, maybe. I'm not sure. If you're putting a gun to my head right now, I don't think they're going to do anything. But would I be surprised? No, I would not be. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But Penguins in wild cards one right now, five points up on the ninth place team. The vibes are good. And it would be so Penguins if this is the team that goes on a run after all the crap we've said. And yeah, I know it would save Ron Hextall's job, which is probably what none of y'all want. But it would just be hilarious if this is the team that somehow went on a run. But we're celebrating right now. Great win. They'll conclude the road trip on Saturday when they head down to Sunrise to take on the Panthers in another big game because the Panthers right now, they lost to the Predators tonight. We'll have to see what they do on Friday. They might sell. Sam Reinhart, I think, might be out there. Maybe Sam Bennett. I don't know. That's an interesting team right there. So we'll have to see. But again, Thank you all so much for listening. I very much appreciate it. We'll be back with another episode on Friday to recap what the Penguins did or did not do on deadline day, plus previewing previewing the game against the Florida Panthers for you all. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Very much appreciate it. Talk to you all sometime on Friday.